Hi, Wallace. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm really excited about what we're talking about today. We are talking about, well, this whole series is taking a second glance or a double take on concepts that maybe we've reviewed in the past or that are in the zeitgeist and and asking just, okay, based on the information that we have now, what's our take? Have we changed our minds? Do we have a new perspective? And today we're going to be talking about AI. Yes, we AI is so hot right now, especially for creatives, content creators, marketers, people on the internet, people <laughs> making things everywhere. Just general people, period. I mean, ChatGPT is the fastest growing consumer app of all time. Over a million users in five days. That is crazy. Yeah. And they just released their latest version. They're on top of it. They're like, okay, the first version was very beta. We didn't expect it to be this much of a hit. So yeah. oh, like here us. we go. You really like us. Yeah. I think people were just so curious, myself included, of like, what can this thing do? Yeah. It'll be so interesting to see how many people continue to use chat GPT over the next couple of months and years. Yeah. Yeah, so we are going to talk through some of the main fears that are coming up around this, especially for people who are in the content creation space. But we're also going to talk about how we use AI products as a company that help us a lot and how you might be able to take advantage of some of these as well. Who's this episode for? If you run a business, <laughs> if you have wear many hats, you should definitely listen to this episode about AI, especially if you want to do less work without compromising your work. So that's that's all. I'm going to breadcrumb that. But yeah. were you surprised by any of the apps that we use that are technically considered AI, like on the list of AI things? I don't know if I've been surprised, but I think I am one of the really fun things about right now i think in this space is seeing all the extreme variations in the ai tools that platforms are trying to come out with mm -hmm. so we've talked a lot of shit sorry notion about their ai tool because it is <laughs> it sucks <laughs> extremely subpar and it's fun to experiment and play in all these places kajabi has just re released a whole ai creator hub where they're essentially trying to say you can design a course very quickly using our AI tools. Not to say that you can't. I think it's a great place to get started. Mm -hmm. But I also think it is not really that advanced yet. So mm -hmm. I think I've been surprised at extreme variance in the quality of all of these different tools that use AI. Mm -hmm. Should we define the different types of AI that all these tools are yeah, yeah, I think that's a good they place are to different. Start. Yeah, so AI is kind of an umbrella term and often gets thrown around as well as machine learning. And then I think there's deep learning, right? And all of those those three concepts are kind of like commingled, but they live under artificial intelligence AI. Artificial intelligence encompasses the idea that a machine can mimic human intelligence. So that is what AI is. Machine learning, on the other hand, aims to teach a machine how to perform a specific task and then provide more accurate results by identifying patterns over time. So for all of these tools, the more data that you feed into them, the more accurate they're going to become. So if you use something like ChatGPT, 
or typically the more accurate they're going to become. So they they learn over time, ideally, if they're programmed that way to improve and improve and improve. So like Grammarly is a good example of AI yeah. that I think is really bad. <laughs> and it But it, it has gotten better over time. My favorite tool that uses AI is ProWritingAid, which is like the Ugh, so good. excessively better version of, of Grammarly. And it's not like ProWritingAid sits down and tells me like your writing sucks and here's why. It's like spell check on steroids. That's it. That's all that it is. And I think that AI has this like sci-fi connotation to it that like machines are thinking, feeling, empathizing, like, yeah, just like human beings. But really what they are is mimicking or reflecting back or even like regurgitating answers that already exist somewhere in the world, especially like answers that they can find in a Google search, right? Am I missing anything that important about describing AI? That's great. Another buzzy word that you'll hear with it is generative AI, which is what chat GPT's language model is considered. So that means that it takes from past data and it creates new content based on that data. So at one point when chat GPT came out, it was taking only data from 2021 and before. So it was kind of interesting to see what questions you could ask it. And they would be like, I don't have data for that. But there's some AI that just categorizes and identifies and then synthesizes. Whereas what the generative AI models like ChatGPT is trying to do is create new content based on all the past data that it's been given. And the new ChatGPT4, I think, can also take in image images as well, not just text-based prompts. That's cool. I didn't know that. And I'm, yeah. I am I feel like I do need to reveal that I'm a paid member of ChatGPT. So I pay for a subscription yes, every month. I like it. Valuable. Yeah. It really is. And like AI can be used for so many different things and machine mm -hmm. learning and deep learning can be used for so many different things. If we think about like, especially patterning. So imagine in healthcare, mm -hmm. this is what AI is sort of like often... I don't know. People people look at it as a hero in something like healthcare because it could potentially, I don't know, take 100,000 different MRIs and be able to see a pattern between people who have breast right. cancer really early stage and then be able to to ideally like sort of diagnose or give a diagnostic of you might have breast cancer because your MRI is similar to these 10,000 people who also had early stage breast cancer. And that is just the amount of data that a machine can take in far exceeds what a, an average person can take in, that we, we don't have the time to take in all that information. Mm -hmm. So it's think about it, especially for patterns. And that is useful to know because as humans, yes, patterns are really important, but often in art and creation, what makes something special is a pattern interruption. And so mm -hmm. like that's what makes things stand out to us. And I don't know if that can necessarily be taught in, in AI, I, maybe eventually, but I haven't seen any tools yet that really have nailed that when it comes to the creative experience or creative process. There are so many reasons I think people are afraid of AI. I'm, we're yeah. always afraid of what we don't understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes. it's so easy to, to have fear and that is so relatable, totally. especially when our maybe like, I don't know, anecdotal information anecdotal understanding of AI yeah. is as a sci-fi monster or something that threatens our very existence when in reality like it it it's it ain't that deep <laughs> it ain't that advanced yet no and 
I guess the other thing that people are really worried about, which comes along with every new technology, is the loss of jobs. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge potential, if not guaranteed, but that it's not black and white. And it doesn't mean that it won't be. These technologies won't help the creation of new jobs mm-hmm. come about. Yeah, I think net, they'll create 500,000 jobs, AI, by 2025. That there are a significant number of jobs that are going to be that AI will replace. But yeah. That just means that that leaves more room for humans to learn how to train AI, learn how to use AI, because it doesn't really just function on its own. It needs someone to program it, to train it, to input the right question, to spit out the answers that we're looking for, along with any type of technology, like things like privacy concerns or the misuse of information. Like that's also a worry about social media when you think, or even Google, right? Yeah. Um, Definitely Facebook and Meta. So I think the like blanket fears around technology in general can be applied to AI. And some of those we can answer and address and others it's like, yeah, you, yeah, (laughs) that's valid. We do need to be aware of that and like not just move forward willy nilly or like with blinders on just looking at this technology as like something that's only net positive. It's, it's neutral and yeah. it could be used for good or for evil, just like almost any tool can. 100%. There's a really awesome interview with a school teacher on Good Fork that I'll link to in the show notes. And it's a really great take to look at, yes, what are some of the drawbacks? But the school teacher is looking at this from the lens of, okay, this is something that is going to become integral in education, especially almost like the calculator has become for math. So how can I get ahead of this and understand how my students are going to use it? Because it would be naive to think that people aren't going to be using these tools. And she actually has a lot of fun with it. It's it's really cool. We'll link to it for sure. That's such a great perspective. I've I've thought that for a really long time about cheating. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know. Kids are going to cheat. And like, right. They that's probably why open should. book testing is the best. Yes, exactly. It's like, okay, great. Like that's at work. You don't expect someone to like go and memorize every, you no, know, you, you <laughs> research, you take your time. Like you talk to other people. That's, that's, it's so much more human to be like, okay, yeah. well, let's collaborate to find the answer. Like who cares mm-hmm. if you cheat? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on open book tests <laughs> all the way. It's more about how do you think and how do you synthesize information and draw new conclusions and problem solve. And yeah. I think that's similar with AI. It's like it can't write a compelling paper for you because you're going to need to go in and use what you what you know about writing a paper to make it compelling and make it succinct, make an original argument. It can yeah. help you get started, which is crazy. Let's talk about how AI can help creators in the long run or if especially if you're skeptical and you're like I don't know if this is good how can it be useful to people like us who are making content all the time in lots of different categories yes one of those things is personalization and creating kind of collecting your ideal client information very quickly not that it's perfect but one of the great things about chat gpt is synthesizing large swaths of information. So let's say you're looking for information about a specific demographic or user behavior, their interests, and what kind of content they're into. This is stuff that you can 
plug in and start getting some answers for and refine pretty quickly to help you create content, whether that's newsletter content, blog content, even podcast topic ideas. Let me tell you, ChatGPT helped us write this outline. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think this is maybe an underplayed part of ChatGPT or, or AI in general is that it, it basically just knows how to research better than you. It can find the answers more quickly. That doesn't mean that you can't find the answers yourself. It's just that this can do it at an accelerated pace with so much yeah. more ease. So it's not that you can't do it. Like I, I want to just double down on that. You don't need AI. It's not like you can't replicate these things or that AI can do something that you can't for the most part. It's more that it just saves you a lot of time. And I think that that's what we're all looking for, especially with content creation, because it can be yeah. so time consuming. It's like, okay, give me the high level report. I don't want to read all that. I'm not going to read all that. Sorry it happened or or happy for you, you know, but like give me the high level understanding so that I can do what I'm supposed to do, which is synthesize that information and like make something new and beautiful out of it. Absolutely. I think about how often I use back to pro writing aid and how quickly it can help me really correct a few sentences where I'm like, imagine if I sent that out or posted that or shared that without looking at it. And, and it's scary just, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And you know how scary it feels when you're typing in a text box somewhere that has no spell check? Oh, my God. And you're yes. like, what is this weird place <laughs> that has no red underline, right. no signs for me to check? It's like driving without a seatbelt, man. You're like, this is just I am asking for it. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, has its time and place. But scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And AI and machine learning can also be used to optimize your content, you know, we already use tools like this to just re reiterate all the time. One of our favorite tools is the subject line tester at Send Check It. It is, and we've been using it for so long. I've been using it, I think, since like almost the beginning of Holisticism. You just type in what you want your subject line, what you think your subject line of your email is going to be. And it basically puts it through a stress test and tells you how strong that subject line is. Is it likely that people are going to open it or not. And here's why. And it shows you the different sort of metrics that it's using to judge your subject line. That's machine learning. That's a that's AI. It's not that complicated, but basically it's brilliant, actually. It's really brilliant. And if you think about it, it's just an algorithm, right? It's it's spit, it's adding this thing into a formula. It's testing it against these different data points and then telling you, here's your score based on on the algorithm. But you can use AI for all types of content optimization from SEO and outlining an SEO article to topic suggestions to keyword prioritization to finding even like the best images or the most accurate images. Yeah, one of the things that I've been thinking about since now for a few years, if we didn't have Otter AI or Descript, which are both tools we've used to edit the podcast and help with transcription and finding keywords, I don't know where we would be without those two <laughs> tools. Yeah. And that's one of the things that kind of a segue into content curation. I, I think with all of these tools that help with transcripts, there then comes the ability for these tools because they're able to synthesize, take in information, find keywords, and regurgitate it so quickly. You can use a lot of these AI tools to help you curate content in a way that pulls in many different sources 
and allows you to, I don't know, it's, it's like synthesizing information. I feel like I just keep repeating myself is such a value tool for us now when there's just the black hole of the internet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, you know, just getting ideas, content generation, yeah. typing in or, and this is really where like you have to know how to use a lot of these tools in order for them to perform in a way that actually feels helpful as opposed to like, I don't know, sometimes when you just willy nilly type, type, let's say into chat GPT and you're like, give me five ideas for a podcast. I feel like it's kind of like, I don't know, talking to my They're dad lying. or something. Yeah where, yeah, where I'm like, give me five ideas. And he would just like give me five random ideas. And I'd be like, I don't know about that, bestie. Like, I don't know if those are good <laughs> ideas. They're ideas for sure. But the more specifics you give, like give me five ideas for podcasts for people who are just starting a business who mm-hmm. are afraid of technology. And yeah. sometimes you get really good answers. And sometimes you get answers that are kind of like just they they basically like jigsawed together your words in, in a different way. <laughs> and it's a, it's kind of a little bit of nothing soup. Totally. But content generation, I think AI can be really good for getting you getting you up and running. We always say don't write from a blank page. Yes. And something that I've used ChatGPT for quite a bit over the last couple of weeks is I'm writing an email with like these are the main things that I want to say. Write me a hundred words because I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want it to write me the full email. It's not going to be good. But just getting me started so that I can go in and start to edit and judge and add my own personality in really helps me. It's almost like a little roadmap that I can begin to fill out even more. Or even like maybe it plants the seeds in the garden while I can like then tend to those other plants and help them grow and get even like more beautiful and strong and vibrant. I don't know if that metaphor worked. (laughs) It totally worked. It, it it made me think of, you bring up such a good point. Your example of give me the first like 100 words of this email with these topics in mind makes me think of, I was trying to write, I was trying to use ChatGPT to write a podcast title for us for Good For You. And I was like, these are not what I want, but let me try and give it a little bit more information. So I said, try and write these in the tone of a writer from the cut uh-huh. in New York Magazine. And then they got a little more interesting. They got a yeah. little more fun. I ended up not using any of them <laughs> at all, but it actually gave me the idea for the title I ended up using, which was exactly I think, perfect in the end. Yeah. And it made me decide to write a title saying we tried to write this with AI, but it kept <laughs> shaming our placentas because <laughs> I fed it all this information from the episode. And I felt like there was a little bit of a tone about shaming. Um, placenta use- judgment? Placenta judgment. We were talking about placenta pills. Can't have and that. I felt, yeah, I felt there was a little skepticism in the titles that it was giving me. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect because this is a flavor for what the internet feels right about at least in 2021 right yeah (laughs) and that's one of the things that you can also use it to see is like what is this reflecting back to me about the general vibe of what Mm -hmm. people are saying about this topic especially right because it's pulling from the the greater masses it's Mm -hmm. not this is not like a super unique voice it's going to be a vanilla voice that you can fine tune and add your own flair to so similar to people using 
and refining making images on Dolly, which is the mm-hmm. AI image generator by OpenAI, the same company who made ChatGPT, you have to refine your search and you mm-hmm. have to figure out how to use the tool to help you get what you want. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. And I think in particular for solo business owners or people who work with small teams or often are working by themselves, it's so helpful to have a creative partner, right? Someone you can bounce ideas off of, or at least like, so you're not just yelling out into the void. And I, a lot of these AI tools can kind of provide a semblance of that, just like what you went through all is like trying to come up with subject line ideas or topic ideas and then kind of bouncing off. Well, all of those are bad, but here's an idea that was that gener- that was generated out of like just going through yeah. that experience and digging even deeper. And I think that like <laughs> sometimes when I use ChatGPT, it doesn't even really save me that much time, um, mm. but it makes my resistance it lowers the resistance like uh, that's and it in a way almost helps me get even more helps me think about more specifics like you give the prompt like say this like the cut like a writer from the cut it helps me get even more clear for myself as to what I'm trying to communicate and how I'm yeah. trying to communicate it because when I have to teach someone else how to do it that's when we gain mastery right when you have to teach someone else what you do or what you know and I have been really interested in just seeing that watching that experience for myself as I use these tools. A hundred percent. Actually, Ingrid sent me a video of a graphic designer using ChatGPT to come up with a logo. Oh, cool. And we'll, we'll link it in the show notes. It's a six-minute video, and she really walks you through the process of, I'm going to try and design this brand logo using what ChatGPT tells me huh. it, I'm supposed to use. And then at one point, she asks what color palette should I use and she's like well chat GPT pretty much suggested every color but <laughs> at her point it was like a dialogue because it was reinforcing her own clear it was reinforcing her taste and mm-hmm. reinforcing what she actually felt would be right but it gave her something to bounce off of to your point as a solo business owner creator Sometimes that is what is keeping you from moving forward is just bouncing around in your own head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it reminds me of what we teach in our systems class in Notion mm-hmm. because as like these – as creative, intuitive, like super we're, – we're super creative people. Wallace, you're an in, insanely creative, intelligent, quick person. But like as creative people – we sometimes, I'll speak from the eye as a creative person, I sometimes like get freaked out that if I'm so structured that my creativity yeah. will go out the window or totally. if I use, I don't know. Yeah. If I like kind of have a pathway that that's not, that's no longer creative when in reality, what I need to sort of like take all the bouncy balls in my brain and make sure that they mm-hmm. go in the direction I want them to go in is structure. I need a pathway. Yes. Those bouncy balls are not going to be not bouncy. <laughs> Trust me, they're still going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. really chaotic. But yeah. like at least they'll move in a direction that I want them to move in. Otherwise, they would just be like rebounding around in my brain forever and nothing would get done. And I think that these tools can really help create that structure that you need to take that genius, right? And like channel it into something and get your work done or create something new. And that's exactly what a system should, a healthy system should do, a generative system should do. It should save you time. It should reduce the redundancies in your work. 
and it should help you stay on on track using your own energy, not using artificial energy to like force you to get things done, but really to like go with your own heartbeat or pulse of creativity. You just made me feel so excited for how we're going to integrate all these tools, how we're already integrating them into what we're talking about in Creators Cashing In, mm-hmm. which we're teaching right now, but then also System Spells in the spring and Digital Authors, our other two courses, because this is just like a leg up for everybody. It's yep. actually just, I just got these. <laughs> There's some guardrails for the bouncy balls. <laughs> I know. I like, I really, that's often how I think about my brain is just like the bouncy yeah. balls are, <laughs> they are having their own party. They're like pinballs. They need their little yes thingies. They're so strong. They're so powerful. <laughs> but, but sometimes they just bounce around in there doing nothing. It's like if someone says, do you want Thai or pizza for dinner? You can choose. Whereas when someone's like, what do you want for dinner? You're like, how dare you ask that question? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I don't know. Like immediately. Yeah. Right. It it becomes existential and you forget like, oh yeah, I'm just like hungry. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) To wrap up, this is a short and sweet episode. We're going to continue this conversation on AI and content creation because this is just at the very beginning. We're at this very exciting stage. It's great to be skeptical, but we wanted to throw a few ideas your way on how you can use these tools to your advantage. So we will link everything that we talked about in the show now. And we'd love to hear from you how you're using it in your business or in your art or in your life, in your Yeah. And Wallace, before we go, what's your favorite way right now to use any AI tool for content creation? Good question. I was just looking at ChatGPT4 and what it's going to be able to do with images. And I haven't tried this yet. So TBD, I will have to report back on how this goes. But I want to see what it can do to give me more ideas for home decorating solutions. Oh, I love like that. to narrate more like mood boards and to see how it would compare to the way that Pinterest helps, <gasps> which is also another use of AI that is very useful that we, that we all granted. use all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. What about you? Oh, my God. That would, that would make life so much easier. I w- oh, I, I would love to use that with like fashion because I hate yeah. online shop. I don't like shopping. Oh, yeah. And I want to just be like, I want this type of silhouette in this fabric under X yes. dollars. Like, go find it for me. I mean, you should try that. That might I should work. actually try. I should try it later. Yeah. I think for me right now, the way that I'm using it the most is just as a springboard for something creative, whether yes. it's like what's a new word I can use or mm-hmm. what would this sound like if, like if a pirate were to write it and like seeing what AI generates because that gets me like makes me a better creator when I'm just yeah able to get a little bit more inspired but we recently used chat GPT to come up with a name for our house in Joshua Tree so um, (laughs) yeah it took a while though we went through like probably 10 different prompts to find the right prompt because it was just like Joshua Tree House. And we're like, okay, we need a little bit more specificity. Can you share the result? Well, we're between yeah. we're between a couple. But they were all okay. generated by ChatGPT. I love that. Well, yeah. as as we said earlier, part of this episode's outline was generated by ChatGPT. So there yeah. you go. Hopefully um, you liked it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And if you are curious, 
to double click on more sort of like structure that might help your creative brilliant genius mm-hmm. brain notion for magical baddie system spells is opening very soon in april so we'd love to have you join us there um i don't know it's the best <laughs> it's the best it's class so much it's fun just, yeah it's just the foundation of so much from guests teaching and learning about notion but really like understanding how s- systems work from a high level perspective to get yourself in a place where you can just have a full body exhale as opposed to feeling like you're constantly missing something, losing something, out of sorts, disorganized. It's not It's not for like type A people because I would not oh. say that we're type A people. It's for really creative, squig- squiggly brained and bouncy ball brained people who want to channel that like delicious energy into, into good stuff. And we help you do that. It's really fun. And because we teach it live, it is always evolving and it's always fresh and juicy. So we're going to be no doubt incorporating a lot of our learnings with the new AI platform oh, yeah. into I'm- our systems course. We should actually, yeah, we should think about how we can dump people's projects into ChatGPT and then have it create areas for them. I love that. Or even like SOP. Ooh, there's so much we could do. Okay. I know. You guys. Okay. It's going to be good. (laughs) We will see you over the next few weeks looking again, zooming out at these larger topics like psychedelic, diet culture, motherhood, entrepreneurship. So those are all episodes coming up over the next few weeks. And we look forward to being back in your ear holes. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. We love you. And if you learned something from this episode, we would so appreciate if you rated us five stars on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get found by more people. And we just love to hear from you. So if you have something nice to say, don't be afraid to say it. All right. See you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.